Welcome in to the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. We are sponsored by the Holman Barnes Group. Uh, the best place to watch the game live and loud next Sunday. I uh, wonder how the atmosphere was yesterday. The four of us were all out at the game. But uh, yeah, when we take on the Knights this Sunday, best place is West Astral Leagues. Give us a follow on the socials at Westlife Pod. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Support us and take part in the show, patreon.com forward slash, forward slash Westlife. We'll get to the guys' questions later in the show. And if you're on YouTube, shout for the half a century of listeners at the moment on both the Facebook and the YouTube page. Please like, subscribe, turn notifications on, tell your friends, uh, all that good stuff. Help us with the algorithm and all that stuff. Uh, righto, I have a panel of four. If that, Let us know if we're kind of experimenting a little bit tonight, having the four of us. As is in Sydney, he's not in Orange. So, uh, yeah, shouts. You can see all four of us on the one camera in the corner there. So, uh, if, yeah, we're, we're doing it doing it live, literally doing it live. So l- let us know in the comments how we're sounding and that sort of thing. But uh, we're a little bit late tonight just to make sure that we got it all right. Speaking of which, as uh, you're at the ground with your brother and with us yesterday, what was what do you make of that debacle at Leichhardt Oval yesterday? Yeah, well, g'day, listeners. I'm glad to still be here in Sydney with these wonderful gentlemen right next to me. Uh, it was a debacle, to say the least. Um, there was a really disappointing showing, uh, a lot of promise going into the game. We just couldn't deliver in the end, and I think that was what was the most frustrating thing, all the hype, and then we just couldn't hold on to the ball. Uh, I'll go to... Rob Jr. first. I'm going to keep Brendan. Brendan, sorry, Brendan, <laughs> right. wrong, wrong son. Sorry, no, that's sorry, right. Brendan. You should have t- you should have told me that off air. The <laughs> whole time I thought you were Jr. Wrong, wrong Bashara. There's so many of them. How many Basharas did we see yesterday? At like at Oval Heaps. seven. Like I reckon half the crowd were Basharas. But um, sorry, Brendan Bashara, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Third yeah, time. Third time. Third time. Yeah. Uh, you were watching on TV. Yeah. Uh, what what was your perspective of the game yesterday? Um, yeah, pretty pretty similar to, to Aaron to be to be honest. Just in terms of the style that we played, thought it was pretty good. To be fair, um, we just dropped a lot of footy, um, created plenty of chances, but their yeah, execution was just the the key thing lacking there. Um, so yeah, in, in terms of the game style, didn't really have too many problems with it. Uh, yeah, like I said, just the final touches were lacking a bit, as you could probably expect with a new squad though and a new system. Um, yeah, aside from that, don't want to get into too much player specifics because I know we're going to do that a bit later on. But yeah, probably my only other issues I found with the game were they were, they were a bit more specific in terms of team selection, rotation. Uh, not sure if you want to go into that now or no, we'll get to that. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, 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 but no, just in terms of the general game, yeah, just just very clunky. Um, but yeah, in terms of general style, can see what we're trying to do and can't say I'm not a fan of it. So yeah, right. Uh, uh, shouts to Snap. Printing Homebush Bay. So we're coming through their offices. Uh, shouts to Rob. So any printing, yeah, not this Rob, different Rob. Lots of so many Robs in uh, in the in the uh, that are business owners. They're just entrepreneurs, I guess. That when you're a Robert, but uh, shouts to Rob from Snap Homebush Bay. People are asking on the comments, guys. They want our picture to get bigger. So I'll let Rob uh, go on a bit of a rant here, and I'll bring the camera up. And get rid of the slide here. So there you are. The camera's a little bit bigger, or the screen's a bit bigger. Uh, we're in the orange room at Snap Printing, Homebush Bay. Go, go, Mr. Bashara. We, you've been 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not going to let you. It's, it's only the intro. Good to be here, boys. Good to have uh, my son, Brendan, here with me as well. Uh, look, feeling really flat today. Uh, yesterday was, to me, a bit of a grand final type of game. So I really put a lot of emphasis on winning yesterday. It was a We played a Gold Coast team that leaked, you know, 27 and a half points a game last year. We scored 10. Let's give Adam those two kicks. We scored 14. You know, so we really didn't do enough. I felt we had enough possession in the first half, even in the second half, to win three games of footy. We had a drop, two dropouts out on the full. We had a one-on-one strip. We had a great charge down from Nofaluma. Uh, we had so many other things go. We had an out on the full from when we kicked the 2-0 penalty. So we had so many things go our way. We had a 9-3 penalty count. Everything went our way. And it was just, look, there was a lot of really good individual efforts. I'm not, I'm not doubting that. At the game, I felt we were very lacking energy the last 10 to 15 minutes of the first half. And as I said, a lot of good individual performances, bit like Brendan, a little bit, uh, let's say, I'd question some of the rotations. I definitely question who's coaching the team. Okay, you coach the team, you got the headphones on. The coach doesn't stand behind the guy with the headphones. And it's so it's Benji's basically his first game as coach. Um, but yeah, some really good performances. But overall, what we were worried about, Josh, the Denver Broncos of the NRL. Yeah, can't uh, score. you know we, we dominated. We we got to the red zone so many times, mm. and and everyone says we were the better team and drop ball cost us a game. No, the Titans were the better team. They defended and defended and defended, and they took their chances. They deserved to win. We weren't good enough. I'm disappointed for the fans. And to be honest, I had I had a great day till about 20 minutes from the end when I wanted to leave. But mm. I, I, that was just me putting too much emphasis on the first game. I, I really wanted to win it. And I just, I've had to kind of reevaluate where I think this team's going now. So yeah, totally disappointed. Loved seeing everyone there. Loved the orange and black and white everyone was wearing. Bought my polo with you. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for the 10% discount. That's all right. You and, and if Lee Hadjapentelis is watching, I spent $81 yesterday. So that counts. <laughs> on the official uh, merch That store. counts. On the official merch yeah, yeah. store, yeah. You so, can have your opinion So now. you've got some money now. I'm a utility to you. So there Bring you on the vitriol. Exactly. Uh, you mentioned, yeah, the Denver Broncos. That mate Luke Brooks, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was Although good. he won Maybe, maybe currently won Russell, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Maybe currently Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. we... Yeah, we're going to get into Luke Brooks and we're going to have a two-hour pot on Luke Brooks. But I'll let you do your stuff. <laughs> we got the uh, your player rating shout to, I think we had 70-ish entries in that. Where are they in, in this studio? Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, 70 of you rated uh, the players out of 10. We'll get to those later in the show. Sorry to everyone who, want, who liked seeing our faces, but I have to get my uh, screen up. News, not much has really happened since... Uh, yeah, I've got a blank screen at the moment because there's not really much news that has happened other than the game itself. Rob, you mentioned something off air, not quite Tigers related. Is there anything you want to hit on news wise before we go to the uh, back look, of the game? Tonight on the news, uh, Mitch Moses was getting heavily questioned about what he's going to do, where he's going to play, why is it dragging out? He'd actually said he wanted to have a decision done by round one. He's trying to backpedal on that. The media are trying to put pressure that it's it affected your team's performance. You know, people aren't happy. What are you going to do about it? Um, I had I had someone whisper to me yesterday that we're a 50-50 chance of getting him, which, you know, we've heard it all before. I, I think he doesn't want to go or he would have signed with us. So I just think it's a matter of getting Parramatta to come to the party from his end. But unfortunately, that news is still Tiger Tigers-related, yeah. guys. So we've we got to mention it. But, yeah, we could do with a halfback. 
Yeah. All right. That's enough Moses talk. <laughs> um, yeah. If you would throw him in the seven yesterday, someone asked me today on Twitter, will we, I think I asked both Westlife Port and you, Rob, you threw Moses in the seven. Do we win? Would kick probably kick two more goals, but um, 22 10 was a result yesterday. In case you're living under a rock, uh, tries for the Tigers Adam Dwayne and Dane Laurie for the Titans. Uh, Philip Sammy got a double. Former Tiger Sam McIntyre. Uh, how often did former Tigers score against us, or is there oh, just a lot out there? A few, a few like Josh Alia last Josh year got two against us, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tedesco, what he scores against everyone. Moses. Moses. Yeah, it's just, I mean, there's so many out there, I guess. Fox Sports will do an article tomorrow now. The the best tries by former West Tigers players against West Tigers. There you go. Just written article, wrote an article, staff writers for your, for your article tomorrow. Uh, Alex Brimson uh, on the other try. Tanner Boyd, three from four conversions, which um, we had none from two conversions. So in the 12 point. Loss, Adam kicked one penalty goal from right in front. On the penalty goal, I said it. I don't know if you heard me or not. I said it to Shane and the person in front of me. When he was lining up the goal, all the Titans were standing next to the post like it was a conversion. All the Tigers were back ready for kickoff. It's in front, so they're obviously assuming it's going over. Can Could Adam have technally tapped the ball off the tee, picked it up and scored? What is the that, rule? That's a, that's a, look, because one hundred percent, if that's legal, he could have. Because all the Titans were bunched next to the left post or their right, and he there was unmarked. He if it's, the if ball it's deemed a kick, if it's deemed a kick, yeah. So if it's a kick, I mean, you could do that, but I don't know. It doesn't have to travel ten meters. I don't know the rule. Yeah, I mean, yeah, does yeah, anyone so... know? I tried googling it. It was very hard. I had a quick Google and could not find it. I was standing there thinking, because if the ball hits the post. Teams have scored off the ball hitting the post. It's play on. After they kick it, it's play on if it doesn't go dead. So I'm, I'm showing my age here, but back in the 70s when Jack Gibson was coaching teams, if a if a team got a penalty five metres out, the goal kicker wouldn't take the ball back occasionally and yeah. he'd actually take the kick from five metres out with this ridiculously acute angle yeah. so that if he missed the kick, they kind of had a second chance of jumping up and getting a try yeah, as okay. opposed to kicking it dead. So and Who was the Balmain player who used to kick the touch off? A place kick. Uh well, that was, the, I think Warren, was Warren Ryan brought in. It would have been Ross yeah, Conlon. Ross Conlon. Yeah. I saw that. I was watching an old quite, Fox a, game. quite a few teams used to do that. He like literally put a, put the ball on sand to kick correct. the touch. Yeah, correct. Pretty, yeah, and he had a massive weird. boot too. He, he, he did yeah. it well. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that was legal. But um, I was just looking at it going, could you do it? I don't know. That's just my weird thinking on that one. Can the West Tigers redeem themselves in round two? Watch them take on the Knights from the big screens in the spacious lounge and sports bars this Sunday, 12 March, kicking off at 4.05pm at West Ashfield. Here's some exciting news from our major sponsor, West Ashfield. Magpie Sports Awards makes its big return in 2023. The awards are to recognize, celebrate, and reward sporting organizations, their champions, and volunteers within the local community who can win up to $20,000 in cash prizes. Nominations close Friday, 17 March. Visit holmanbarnesgroup.com.au for more information. Holman Barnes Group, bringing people together. Uh, Righto, some stats from the from the game. So stats-wise, I don't know if you guys have looked at it as, but if you didn't look at the score, 
I mean, we basically won. So offloads 18 to four to us, uh, tackle percentage 86 to 81 to us, uh, missed tackles. Titans had 11 more ineffective tackles. They had 18 more errors. That's, that's a big one. 14 to us, nine to them. Uh, penalty count nine, three in our favor. Uh, kicks, kicking meters, forced dropouts, one for us, none for them. It's crazy. We like all these stats with one, but we just couldn't score the points. Yeah, you're not wrong there, Josh. Um, that was the first thing I kind of looked at after I got back to my dad's place. I was like, okay, so what do the stats actually show? Because the first thing I was curious about was the error count because obviously we made a lot of errors. Um, but then I got through all the attacking stats and yeah, we won most of them. And a a person who doesn't know rugby league looking at those stats would probably say, oh, those Tigers won that game, like if, if they hadn't seen the score. And yeah, it's it blows me away that despite all those positive stats, all those wins we got in the attacking stats, and we just we just couldn't couldn't translate it into points because we just couldn't hold the ball. And I think that adds to the frustration because I ended up feeling even more frustrated after looking at that last night. Brendan, on the TV... Did you feel like we were winning the arm wrestle? Because at the ground, it felt like we were. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, the particularly at the start, obviously, when we had the the fair share of possession. Um, but even that, that's what surprised me. Like I, I can't. Aside from their first try, where they went through the left through for feeder, like the line speed was great. Uh, every time we seemed to put in a good kick, that would pin them. Like we we wanted to trap them and ambush them. It definitely looked like we were winning the the physical battle on the field, which is why, to Aaron's point, it's just, it's a huge surprise. I mean, like you said, if, if anyone just looks at those numbers just off the off the paper, you, you can't see how we lost. But unfortunately, that's just how it is. Uh, Rob, anything to add? Oh, just, just the red zone attack. The red zone yeah. attack was awful. Um, you know, further to all those things that I mentioned happening in the game earlier, like we even had that one of those kicks you're talking about with Adam. Adam's first four kicks were perfect. They were absolutely perfect, like a left foot little uh, grubber kick into the left corner post there. Got a goal line dropout, which got us 2-0. But the one where he pinpointed uh, the ball and it stopped in the end goal and Pereira ran it out and lost the ball, first tackle. And then, you know, we're in the red zone already with with five more, six more tackles to go and we can't ice a try. And for me, it just looked like the boys were dejected when we got 12-2 down. That's when I saw the energy drop. And when I say the energy drop, there were players, and I'll, and I'll mention them in particular, Charlie Staines never missed a beat. He just looked like he was running hard all the time. He just looked like he had total control of his game. But I could I could just see like a lot of heads drop. And I felt like we needed some leadership out there. And obviously that's when Appy came on. But even when we scored tries, I didn't see much talk amongst the guys. It was just like, how the hell are we losing? But it was just like, this is, they, they felt the pressure. And I don't know, we, we just can't be losing games at Leichhardt anymore. We, we lose games yeah. everywhere. So I, I'm, I'm sick of this myth, oh, we don't win games at Leichhardt. We won four freaking games all, all year. We don't win anywhere. Mm. So, you know, we win the odd game in Brisbane. We win the odd game in New Zealand or wherever. So wherever we play, we lose. Don't give me this, oh, we can't win a Leichhardt stuff. We just can't win anywhere. We're not good enough. And, and just on that, just quickly, um, what you were saying about what we could see on TV, not sure. I was speaking to Dad about it, if you guys could see it, even when Appy was on there. It just looked like a few times his arms were out. Like, who, who yeah. lost the ball here? Um, very disjointed in the red zone as dad said but that was probably the biggest thing that we spoke about when dad got home yeah just like, like for appy as the leader as well to really not know who wants the ball i think that 
that speaks volumes to where yeah. we're at. So. I def- definitely the combinations will get better. A lot of people, and rightly so, have said on the socials, relax, it's only round one. The combinations will get better. And we, we, we don't expect the team to be this bad in round 24. They'll, they will get better. But a lot of the mistakes, they weren't... I don't think they were miscommunications. Like, Dane, Dane Laurie just cough one up square. Luke Brooks put one on Naden's head, pretty much, trying to put him through. Um, Papa Lee had one close to the line. He, uh, it was off. It was off. He dropped, yeah, off he at dropped two. He dropped two, two yeah. relatively just, simple balls. It wasn't, it wasn't, Josh, like we were dropping balls from trying to be super expansive. Yeah. You know, uh, Noffa dropped one cold, as you said. Laurie, just ran it Laurie, up strip, two, yeah. two from Papa Lee. I remember one particularly from Kapoa. They, they weren't anything fancy. It was just mm. like cold drops. It wasn't like we were doing flick passes yeah. or trying to do anything fancy. So if you're under 14 side, made those mistakes, you'd be disappointed in them, let yes. alone NRL players. And and as you said, it is the first game of the year, but the disappointment is we played a team we should beat. Mm. Okay. And the first three teams we play, we should be beating. So I've just, you know, re sort of, uh, what's the word, recalculated my hopes and just kind yeah, of like yeah, I've yeah. gone from up here to down there because yeah. we've got a squad that can make the eight guys. We've got, we've basically got a forward pack that most of the starters are, are rep players and Stefano is an up and coming rep player. Stefano had a bad game. But yeah, there's there's just a lot of talent there and it, it's not good enough. It just it's just not acceptable, guys. Like and, and just quickly, Josh, for, for, no, the, no, for quickly, the guy saying all, uh, look at all night. Look at yeah, all night. Yeah, and for the for the guy saying it's just round one, that's the thing. And and like you harped on, like you said with the stats, if I just told you we're four and a half point favourites in round one at Leichhardt, yeah, before you know anything about our roster and our signings, you know we're gonna lose that game. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's the disappointing part. And and someone had a tweet as well about you know, the more things change, the more things stay the same. And also, just a funny story that I saw uh, on your Twitter, that's, I think it was the page is called Reading the Play. Then like, I can't yeah, believe yeah. the Tigers are four and a half point favourites. And I actually bookmarked that tweet thinking I want to come back to this. <laughs> I, mean, I bookmarked it on Saturday. Yeah. And then I and then halfway through that half time, I'm thinking, you know what, the, the guy's the right. Guy's like, right yeah. At the end of the day, whenever we're meant to win, and, and that's the sad part. Like Dad said, you can already sort of project our season now. Like, I, I know we've got Melbourne and Brisbane in, in three and four weeks, and we're going to put in a great performance. But like Dad said, we're probably going to drop games to the Bulldogs, who are probably going to be 0-2 after next week. I mean, to harp on Twitter again, a couple of people said, well, the Roosters, the Eels, they lost. So, look, everyone, if the Roosters, like, lost to the Dolphins, everyone kind of comes out round one um, a bit rusty or whatever. But the thing is, if I was a Roosters fan right now, I would not be worried would you be worried if you're a Roosters not, fan? Not right at now? all. But did the Roosters play finals last year? They did. They'll... Did Para play finals? Did Penrith yeah. play finals? Like all the teams we're talking about yeah. have lost. We haven't made the finals for 12 years. So when you make all these changes and really good positive changes and you don't win, it's not acceptable, guys. And and as to go further with what Brendan was saying about Appy looking around and you know who wants the ball, yeah. we basically played with a hooker and two five eights. We didn't, we didn't have a halfback. Yeah. We didn't have a halfback. And when he gets the ball, he can't create space. And everyone's having a go at me, rightfully to a degree. I get what they're saying. They're saying, Rob, you're being too harsh. It's the first game of the year. No, it's 10 years and one game. Okay? It's 10 years and one game of Brooks. We look fantastic against Canberra in the second half of the trial. I know it's only a trial, but the last 50 minutes of that game, we played really well. Wakem was the standout player of the second half. You put Wakem on that field yesterday, we win. Okay, I, I just I just can't cop books anymore. He he tried his hardest. Okay, let me let me say that. Yeah, good bloke, 
tried his hardest. I'm not having a go at his effort. I don't even care about the mistakes he made. He dropped some balls, like a few balls. He made a good – he got a repeat set for us, which was great. But he, he, it's not about whether you make mistakes or, or whatever because I know Sheens and Benji are trying to promote a style of footy where, you know what, guys, don't harp on your two or three mistakes. Think of the 20 good things you do per game. My beef with Luke Brooks on that left side, he cannot create space. When he ran with the ball, he'd run straight. But when he tried to create for his outside men, he would run sideways all day. And I watched the replay last night with Brennan, and the only time he dug in the line and straightened the attack up was in the 78th minute when Naden kind of got caught in the corner there and Charlie Staines was standing on the sideline. That was literally the only time he straightened up the attack. You cannot create space going sideways. If he doesn't know that after 10 years, get him out of there. But it's not going to happen because Sheens and Benji have backed Brooks over Hastings. And if they drop a bloke on a million bucks now for Brandon Wakeham, who had a standout game in New South Wales Cup, I, I accept that it's a lower form of you know, footy, like it's much easier. But Brandon Wakeham played great against Canberra in a trial. So give the guys who are doing well a go. If you really care about this team, you want to go forward. But where I see it, we're going to persist with Brooks until the season's basically over. So uh, that's why I don't have hopes, because without a steering wheel for a car, you, you can't go anywhere. And Brooks is our steering wheel, and he's not good enough. Uh, a few more stats uh, here. So runs, uh, so we had to... What's that? 192 to 146. Quick mass, what, 46 more runs than them. Run meters, 332 more meters than them. Post contact, 30-ish more. Uh, line breaks, 5 to 2. Tackle breaks, 46 to 37. Uh, set distance, a little, little bit higher. Kick return meters, uh, we were 33. Better possession, 56 to 44%. Felt like a bit more than that. An extra five minutes in possession uh, completion rate, they had 81%, us 65 So I guess that's that's the telling factor. It's the errors, purely um, pure and simple. We won the wrestle. We just yeah couldn't hold the ball. Uh, as anything to add there? Anything on your mind before we go to lower grades? Not really too much to add, but my I guess my favourite example of a team starting slow and then coming back and making the finals would be the Storm of 2018 when... Um, they lost three games in the first five rounds, two to us and one to the Sharks. They were uh, sitting in ninth outside the top eight for the first time in, I think probably since their salary cap scandal back in 2010 or whenever that was. Um, and then they come out that year and they end up playing the grand final against the Roosters. Like, they started very slow. Um, we started very fast and just we kind of ended up on the opposite opposite ends of the ladder still anyway. So... I mean, teams can make it after starting slow, but you can't beat a dead horse. You, you've got, like, things have got to change. But as um, Brendan said before, the more things change, the more they stay the same, really. Righto. Uh, on to our sponsors, or one of our sponsors, Mobile Corp. So, Stephen from Mobile Corp, long-time listener, passionate Tigers supporter. Uh, he is, uh, obviously, the, this company, sorry, is the former MLC phones who sponsored Balmain in the mid nineties. How old are you? Twenty five. Just turned. Okay, you don't remember. Just the, turned you don't remember the mid nineties. No. You, you weren't even. No, I'm ninety eight boy. Ninety eight. So I was two in ninety five. Yeah. Yeah. We were thirty <laughs> this week, as so. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday night on the show, 
30 years old. But, don't embarrass uh, me too much, please. So you boys don't remember uh, MLC phones. So you wouldn't even remember Balmain at all. No. And, yeah. I think the, the first games I remember were 2000. I remember watching the 2002 grand final between uh, New Zealand and the Roosters. That's yep. the first game I can remember watching. And then I remember a bit of 2003 season. Yeah, for me, that's 90. What was the Dogs Raiders? 94. 94. Yeah, 94 grand final was the earliest game I can remember watching. So um, so you guys might not remember MLC phones, but Mobile Corp, uh, they say there's a saying in IT there are only two types of companies. Those who have been hacked and those who will be hacked. So what can business owners do to protect themselves from cyber attack? Cyber attack. Uh, Mobile Corp is a family-run tech company that supports West Tigers and was a Jersey sponsor back in, in 2007. Remember 2007? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mobile Corp is also passionate about helping protect businesses from cyber threats. For an affordable cyber security solution, go to mobilecorp.com.au and shout to our friend in the MLC jersey there, Shane Walker. Right, at lower grades, New South Wales Cup, as I'll throw to you first in this one, because you saw the whole game. Uh, Rob, Shane and I only got there, what, just after half time for that, so we didn't see too much of it. We were impressed with what we did see. 44 to 18 victory over the Roosters. Uh, tries to uh, eight, eight in total. I need to go closer to the screen. See, when you hit your 30s, as you kind of your eyes start to go, uh, Katoni, Kat, uh, Katoga, Siani Fainu, Katoga had one, two, three, Chim two, uh, Bula. We saw Bula's try, that was a ripper of a try, that one, um, and Junior Tupo. So, eight tries to four for the Magpies. As who impressed you for our second grade side? Honestly, most of the team, uh, I couldn't really fault too many players at all. The first half was a grind. It ended 18-10 at halftime. Um, so the Roosters were still in it. Um, and then they kind of started to put on a bit of a show in the second half, our boys. Um, Katoga, probably the most impressive. His first try of the game, which was the first try of the game, was very, very impressive. A nice little movement down the um, down the grandstand side of the field between uh, Wakeham and himself was it was a great thing to watch and then a bit of an inside ball back from uh, whoever his center was i can't quite remember which one was which but yeah that it was a great performance from the whole team wakem steered the team around beautifully um he got his head bandaged before kicking one of his conversions and like oh that was pretty impressive that he was getting bandaged while the like while the clock was still running down and then yeah just slotted the conversion straight through so the whole team played pretty darn well they're first on the ladder, so that's not something we can say about Tigers teams particularly yeah. often. So we'll take that. <laughs> yeah, no, the the Maggie's just just very proud. I mean, it's a good sign, uh, Rob. I mean, the Roosters, like second grade, is different to first grade, but usually the teams that have a good first grade roster, it kind of spills over into second grade. So to beat the Roosters second grade, no mean feat. Well, when we were travelling really badly last year, we really couldn't look at New South Wales Cup because we were going just as badly. We mm. didn't have anyone performing. So you hope if these guys keep performing, it not only puts pressure on the players, it puts pressure on the coaches. And they're saying, look, look, I'm playing really well. Give me a go because that bloke above me isn't playing well. And like I said, I, I know people don't like radical changes, but I'd be making changes ASAP. It won't happen this week. They will want to reinstill confidence in our, in our blokes and, and just basically stick with the same squad. Just a shout uh, in the 70s at the moment for the live stream. If anyone wants to share it to your friend or something, let's try and get that to 100. We haven't hit the 100 
this season yet. So, um, yeah, share on YouTube. I think you can do the share and then on Facebook, send an invite. So tell your friends, come come join the fun. I think you're doing pretty well. I, I want to hear their views. Yeah, I yeah. want everyone to put their views yeah, and, yeah. and especially you know, we, when we, we can discuss what they say. Especially for the player ratings coming up 100%. after the lower grades. So um, get, them, get them in, share, text them, I don't know. Send a fax. Uh, get them all. Do you remember fax machines? Not really. Not really. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember? Exactly. Yeah. I have had to use them though in the office. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm so old. I think they still exist. They, do they? I actually don't know. I don't know. There's still phone lines, so I guess they have to. Uh, yeah. As as said on the table, Magpie is sitting at uh, the top of the table. Their points differential for better than the Warriors. So. Hopefully they can stay there. Um, other Magpies juniors, so in Harold Matz, 22-4 to the Panthers there. They are now six, uh, two points behind first. And in SG Ball, they beat the Panthers, which is pretty good. The Panthers, obviously, low grades. They won every grand final last year, bar that, this one. So uh, they're third tied second now, the Magpies. So... Yeah, the uh, SG Ball team doing us proud down there. On the Balmain side, uh, at Lidcombe Oval, Balmain playing at Lidcombe Oval home games for some reason, but I guess they've got to play whatever's free. 46-4 uh, to four loss in Harold Matts, 14-12 to 12 win in SG Ball. So both our SG, SG Ball uh, teams got Ws and we're 11th in, Balmain are 11th tied 9th, in SG Ball, 7th tied 6 in Harold Matthews. Harvey Norman, girls, uh, I might get you, Rob, because you were talking to their coach yesterday. I've been to their coach, yeah. He said, he said, let me got, say the score first. Hang on, okay, uh, sure. they got smacked 38 to 6 in Wyong at Maury Breen Oval. Uh, actually, speaking of which, Maury Breen Oval, apparently the dining pizza hut down the road's not open anymore, but um, yeah, you guys wouldn't know they didn't grow up. No, not on the really. central coast. Anyway, back to rugby league. No, I was just going to say that uh, he said, look, he said we're up against it. I forget if he said it was the left edge or the right edge, but he said basically their opponents had a whole edge that was the Jillaroo edge. <laughs> so they were up against a really hot shot team. So yeah. we'll just put, we'll, I think we'll put that one down as a loss regardless. Uh, Tasha Gale, they lost 22-10 uh, against the Panthers. They played with the Magpie Juniors. So uh, both teams in sixth position, I believe, on their tables. Laurie Daly Cup, uh, the MacArthur West Tigers lost 28-30 to the S Illawarra SC Dragons and Andrew Johns Cup. They won 34-16 against the same side. They played at Kirkham Oval in Camden. Righto. Uh, Cameron Black, there was a nice Central Coast reference. Yeah, Coasties will get it. Uh Lake Haven, beautiful spot, guys. Yeah, well, a good it. spot on the Central Coast. Lake Haven, beautiful. It's basically the Bondi of the Central Coast. You'd, nice. you'd love it. All I know of the Central Coast is Gotthard and Terrigal, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's my starting point. Terrigal, yeah, Terrigal's good. That's my hometown, but Lake Haven, that's where the action's at. So uh, heroin, ice, it's all there. Uh, <laughs> righto, player ratings. People on the Central Coast would get it. Lake Haven, it's actually our... No, I won't compare it to a Sydney suburb. I'll get, I'll, I've got to live down here. Right, a player rating. So I'll just go number by number for the people listening on audio. I'll put up on the screen for those watching it. Uh, 
Tim Sheens, you gave him 5.3. Dane Laurie, 4.5. David Nopaluma, 4.5. Uh, Brett Naden, 6.3. Tommy Talau, 3.7. Charlie Staines, 5.7. Adam Dwayhe slash Dewey, 7.3. Luke Brooks, 4.1. Stefano Utoi Kamanu, 5.0. Apisai Korosau, 5.6. David Klemmer, 6.8. Uh, Isaiah Papali'i, 5.7. Sean Bloor, who played 18 minutes. Poor Sean, uh, 4.3. I hope he's doing well, by the way. Yeah, I, I sent him... Shouts a, out to him. I sent him a message today, and he said, basically, he does not remember going off or up the tunnel. Doesn't remember the incident or going up the tunnel. That's so, so good. Uh, poor guy just can't catch, catch a break. So, yeah, hopefully he can pass the test for Sunday, but sounding like maybe no. Bateman might get rushed in for him, which sucks because, yeah, he had a crack at the number 12 jersey. And just, oh, he looks good, too. He looks team. good, too. His first couple of runs, he was looking good. Um, back to the numbers, Joe Offengawi, 5.4. Jakey Simkin, 5.7. Uh, interestingly enough, 0.1 higher than Appy. Uh, Alex Twole, 6.3. Vanua Pole, 5.6. Anasu Kepa Oa, 5.8. Zero uh, boys, as, as I'll go to you first, any numbers in there that kind of go away from what you thought? Yeah, I think the main one, the player I rated the highest was David Clemmer. I rated him a nine. Um, I, after my rewatch of the game and then checking out his individual stats, he he was an absolute workhorse. I think I remember saying to my brother sitting next to me at the game, um, that. It was towards the end of the first half. I think we were three minutes away from half time, and he was still on the field. Like I was re- really surprised at how long his first stint was, and then seeing his stats afterwards, or this morning um, after my rewatch, and made me realise he was actually pretty darn good. Was that six point so, eight or eight point eight for Clemmer? Six, six point okay. eight for Clemmer. No, Rob. No, no, just, sorry, Rob, I, I just, I'm just looking at Rob, Clemmer's numbers, could, and I just can't yeah, believe he's only 6.8 six. average. Like, he's oh, yeah, he yeah. That, that, that means six. people have rated yeah, yeah. him sixes and fives and stuff like that. I don't know how they can say that. Yeah, that's how averages work. Yeah. Yeah. He's the high, he was the highest rating there too, wasn't he? Uh, 6.8, yeah, so basically oh, he's out. Do we get a 7.3? Oh, 7.3, yeah. sorry. Oh, Lucky, you. Lucky you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Adam. He's the highest forward. Yeah, highest forward. Sorry, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's the forwards. As for the backs, um, I didn't really rate anyone terribly low. Um, I think the one that had scorned the furthest away from what I probably voted for them was Tommy Talao. I didn't think he was that poor. Um, I think I either gave him a five or a six. I can't remember off the top of my head, but he he wasn't our worst player on the field. I don't think he got a few. He got a few bad balls from the halves, um, a few drops, hmm. and I. I still want to try and cut some of the teams some slack for round one. Obviously, there's going to be a bit of rust there. Tommy, in particular, hadn't played a game all of 2022, so I don't want to be too hard on him just Yeah, yet. he made the crucial missed tackle on uh, David Fafita for their first try. He, I don't know why he played at the ball the, in the in goal. when yeah, um, the rubber kick from Yeah, him. so the Titans player basically knocked it out for some reason. He got his hand in there. It would have been a dropout, went to a seven tackle. That was a, a big play. I remember him dropping the ball, copping the ball up um, as well in a pretty crucial time. So, I don't know, not a good one for to- Tommy Talao. Uh, Brendan, any numbers 
Do you need to see the screen or? Uh, no, I think I've got you're, a, yeah, you're a, good a decent yeah. memory of, yeah. of what happened. Uh, out of this, like Aaron said, I, I didn't want to be too harsh on people, but just more out of expectation, I was disappointed in in Dane Laurie uh, just because he's I've spoken about about this as well. He was one, he's one of my favourites, and I just expect a lot from him. I think I don't know if you got the stats there. He ended, he might have ended up with twenty something runs, but to Dad's earlier comment. Uh, when we first given our general thoughts, you know, he said we're almost playing with with two five eights, which I don't mind with the whole forwards doing the, the wide passing and whatnot. Um, but I didn't feel like he was on the back end of any of our movements, to be perfectly honest. So I think I did give him like I think he's in the fours there. I might have given him a two, but just because I didn't feel like he didn't get into the game, and maybe it's through an old, no fault of his own and and more our game plan. Um, but I was really disappointed. I mean, I know he did score the try, but again, that was the one time I saw mm. him. I mean, it wasn't a back, it wasn't a block play. I think yeah. he just ran a short ball off off the way he. But um, I was really disappointed with what I saw from that. But again, I don't, I don't think it's through much fault of his own. I was a bit surprised with Charlie. I think Charlie Staines is in the five, five point seven or something. Yeah, five point yeah, seven. Yeah, I, I thought he was. I, again, if you if you rated him low because you didn't think he did a lot, maybe fair enough. But for what he did, I thought mm. he was really good. Um, yeah. And this is coming from someone who I would have him fourth in my pecking order. Like I, I think when Ken's back, and I, I'm a fan of Junior Tupu. Um, yeah, but I, I, I thought he was really good. Um, and then yeah, obviously you, you guys have spoken about Clemmer, so um, yeah, not not too much more on that. But he, he was obviously pretty good. Oh, and one, uh, one more, I thought Fanul Kole for the minutes he got was really good off the mm. bench. I think I gave him a six or a seven. I think he's in the fives. But yeah, aside from that, I, I, yeah, a whole lot of fives and sixes I think went around. So. Can't disagree too much with the ratings, but those would be my thoughts. Right, out, big daddy. What yeah, look, reckon? I'd like to talk about someone else, but the one that polarizes me, guys, is Dane Laurie. And like, pretty much echoing what Brendan said. And Brendan, you wouldn't might not remember this, but when we were discussing him last night, you actually said to me, "How many block plays or shapes do we see, you know, in an NRL game where you don't see the fullback involved?" And that's what you were complaining about last night because we never yeah. we never really saw Dane out the back. You know, we had like Clemmer in there and, you know, the centre getting it or or, yeah. or or Lukey Brooks getting it. But the thing I'm polarised about it the most, and I'll cut to the bad part first, okay, if you don't attempt to catch a bomb, you don't belong in first grade. That's I'm just going to mm. say that straight out, and I said it two weeks ago. And, guys, if that happened in the 70s or 80s, you just got hooked. You've yeah. got to attempt it. I don't, if, he'd, if he'd have jumped up and dropped two bombs, so be it. He's mm. having a go. But that first bomb in the second or third minute of the second half where no one jumped up for it, and you could see Isaiah Papali'i just kind of running a block, you know, getting his shoulders out, protecting him, and then he's looked at Dane Laurie like, yeah, you know, WTF. That was the fullback's ball. Man. It was a fullback's yeah. ball, and, and he wasn't even desperate for it. And, look, the drop ball that he dropped later, that's just part of the game. Like, we can't get upset with that, mm. but that drop ball led to the scrum play for Brimson to score. Mm. Okay, now, having said that and having... Dane Laurie's family wanting to take out a hit on me. If you look at everything else, if you look at everything else, he's he caught every other bomb. His dummy half rumming was superb. And it wasn't like six or seven metres. It was 10 or 12 metres a run. He was always trying to back up up the middle through the ruck. He was always sniffing around there looking for a loose ball, but obviously the boys weren't popping up passes to him. He did everything else right, but he's nullified it by not trying to catch Two bombs, mm. not one bomb, two bombs. And he did it in the trial. And I mentioned it two weeks ago on the Monday night podcast. You've got to attempt to catch your bombs. And mm. we watched them. We watched both Dane Laurie and Charlie Staines pregame. 
no one dropped a bomb, but Charlie Staines was just swallowing him up. Yeah. And Dane Laurie was catching him, but you're kind of thinking, he's going to drop the next one. He's going to drop the next But he didn't, to his credit. Yeah. He didn't drop one bomb in that That's just their technique. Very different. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I, it's just laziness or lack of desperation where you don't even attempt it. And, it, guys, it's just not good enough. It's first grade. And and it's only like a couple of moments. So, like I said, I'm not really blaming him for the simple drop ball, but you look at him not jumping up for a bomb, not Dropping that ball where Brimson scores, that's 12 points we conceded. And 12 points off the Titans score, and we're in one point. So, yeah, I'm being harsh, but, but I think I'm also being fair because every other part of his game was really good, but being block shapes and not taking the bombs is an absolute no no. But like I said, persist with him. Hey, listeners, Josh in. Uh, edit mode post show here the audio got a bit crappy and we switched to the mobile for 10 minutes while we got the internet connection back up so apologies rob goes on an excellent rant here through the mobile it sounds like he's on the phone which he is but enjoy now yeah um i i I agree with that completely it's um the problem is the the coaching staff seem to have this idea in mind for the team and it's kind of like well what who are they going to go with what are they going to do um, who are they going to stick with? Who are they in no way going to drop? And I just, I feel like the spine of those players, they're going to want to keep there. Um, we'll, I think there's a Patreon question about the interchange of the, like the, the team swap at the start of the, before the match. So I'm not going to get into that too much yet. But in general, the spine, I think they're going to want to keep the spine the same, barring injury. And that's where the issue is going to be because obviously, the spine players are probably the four most influential players on field on a, on the attack, and that's that's going to cause us some issues, I think. Yeah, got it, Brandon. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're all good points being made, but I guess my biggest point with Laurie of, of why I gave him the two, I, I don't think it matters who you put there. I mean, at the end of the day, I just think our structure, the, the style of our red zone attack, it's not conducive to any sport. It could have been James Tedesco there, it didn't matter. Like, like the number one, unfortunately for me, wasn't in the right position, the right place. Like, we were running block plays with where Naden's blocking and, and Isaiah Papaliki's coming out the back. Like, I just I just thought the people were in the wrong positions. Um, and, yeah, like I said, he just wasn't out the back of any movement. It seemed like it was just wide passes to Adam or Luke, who would then, even that pass you're talking about, where he threw it to, to Naden's head, I actually thought he did straighten the attack that one time. And I hope that ball was meant to Saints, to be honest, because it, it, <laughs> it was on the cutout. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm not a, like I said, I, I loved how Charlie Saints played. I just think there's daylight between Dane Laurie and the next festival at our club. I, I didn't get to watch the New South Wales Cup, so I've heard good things about the Buller, young Buller, but um, I've got no issues with Dane Laurie being picked. Like, my thing was just for my rating, he just wasn't involved enough. And like I said, I think the stats might even show he had 20 runs for 190 metres, but they just weren't in the right spots. You want your fullback to be running the ball, so. That was my biggest issue with it all, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Josh, you got anything else to add to that? No, just technical. I'm just trying to start out the internet, guys. You keep, you, you guys just come out and kick out. All right, maybe you want to come over here, Aaron. We can have a bit of a conversation. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll move over for a little bit. Excuse us, guys. All right, do we want to get on to any, uh, any other topics? Do we want to get on to... Why didn't Chorus House start, or do we want to get on a group? Yeah, go, yeah, go. What would you prefer? Because go for an hour. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, you guys want to start? Because I've got like an, an hour monologue on the 
thoughts? Um, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll just go first. Yeah. I think my, my thoughts are pretty quick there. They're going to echo everything I've pretty much said. Uh, and I think it's going to echo what most people think. He just wasn't training. Like I said, the, the style of attack we play, I, I understand. I, by no means am I wanting, am I advocating for Luke Brooks Jackson Hastings, but the way we're going to play, it's more conducive to a faster half. So I've got no problems with, with them sticking with Luke Brooks. It, he seems to be a right fit in terms of what they want to do. His decision-making wasn't right. And I thought there was a, a tweet from someone, I can't remember your handle, apologies, but made a good point about how he wasn't in charge of kicking. I think he might have only had three kicks and they were all short ones. One of them actually got a repeat set out of in the second half. Um, the other one was the inside grubber where on last tackle where Laurie ends up losing the ball three or four metres out. And then he did the chip kick that you thought it was a bit too short there, but I, I thought it was a pretty good kick. It just checked up. Like as soon as it bounced, it checked up and we ended up pinning Grimson in the corner and we actually, I think we had a good defensive set out of it. So, look, obviously he, he was bad. He's going to get hammered for it, but I, I've got no issues with him being there. Like you said, I, I hope Brandon Wakeham played well enough to put some pressure on him because it seems like he did. But I see what they're trying to do with him. It's just, yeah, I get it. Unfortunately for him, it's, it's 10 years of frustration from fans and that's where I guess people want the sword. Yeah, um, I've not really been defending Brooksy, I guess, on Twitter today, but I did make a comment on someone's um, post or like an answer to a comment where I was basically like, Brooks wasn't responsible for all 14 of the errors our team. I think made. I might have liked that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so I, I don't really put too much of the blame on him for the errors, for the loss, but as I think Rob's going to be talking about very shortly, it's the, the continual trying to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. That's really put our team on the back foot for basically the almost the entire final strategy since he debuted in 2013. Um, I think we, we did see a few good kicks out of him. I will agree with that. Um, it was nice to see a grubber because I think the last time we saw a grubber before last night was in the warm-up at the Roosters of Campbelltown in round two last year, and I don't think we saw any grubbers after that, but a few of those higher, like those high ball kicks uh, where he tries to chip to one of our wingers, um, one of them basically went sideways, and it was the second time he attempted it. We batted it back, got possession again, but ended up being tackled with it um, further back than where it was batted back. So it's, it's not always working, and that's, I think, the main issue. Um, I will say that, based on what I saw, Wakeham put heaps of pressure on Brooksy, so if Brooksy doesn't aim up, he might think that he's going to be dropped, and I don't know whether that's going to be good for him. I don't know whether that's going to make him feel too much pressure, but I think that's going to be a way to see things. Maybe, maybe the team could be on low patience with him. Maybe they'll just sit with him for another month and see if he improves, but time, time's just for him, I feel. Uh, so, on the Brooks, Brooks, all right. we, we can't carry a spare halfback on the bench. We understand that. We had three guys coming back from a calf injury. Two of them on the bench, Appy and Joffa. The way we played against Canberra, I kind of wish Luke's injury was a little bit worse so Brandon Wakeman could have first crack at, at halfback. I, I was really hoping Luke Brooks would do the job. But not just the errors. Guys, Gold Coast didn't get the ball until Luke Brooks went to the, drifted to the right-hand side and threw a rubbish pass to Tom Fidel. That was, that was our first mistake of the game. Brendan's already mentioned later on in the game he throws the pass to the head of Naden, which perhaps it was meant for Charlie Saints. We'll, we'll never know about that. 
then obviously in the second half, we had a three on two and just kind of dropped it. And that was literally the one time we created an overlap. Uh, yeah, he did do a couple of good kicks. Okay, I'll give him credit for the kick into the northern, northern northwestern corner that you were yeah. talking about. And he did get a repeat set um, in the second half as well. I'll, I'll give him all that. As you said, Brendan, the biggest issue is he cannot create. We seem to have built a side around, like the West Side has built a side to justify Luke Brooks being a first grader. We literally have. We've given him the forward pack that he wants. We've given him the hooker that we want. Uh, we've got, I, I think, a very good 5-8. A lot of people will disagree. They say he's still got to prove himself in, in AD. And I think fullback-wise, I know he's a fan favourite of yours, Brendan. I think we could have a better fullback. I, I know we tried hard, etc. but I think we could do with an elite fullback. So I, it's, it's very wrong of me being the first game of the year, but yesterday was the final straw, guys. I, I can't. I'll support him. I'll support him next week. I hope he pushes Jacko. Okay, I want to win. And it's not about Jackson Hastings versus Luke Brooks either. It's just about winning. And now the pressure is on whoever is the coach, Tim Sheen or Benji, to make Luke Brooks a better player, make his decision making better. Yeah, he's going to drop a ball with an overlap or do, do the odd bad thing, but he's got arguably the top, one of the top three or four second rowers in the game. Papaliki on his side, he's an absolute waste on that side. Okay, with him, I mean, if you're talking other second rowers, are probably, in terms of damaging, you're probably looking at Kikau, maybe Olafuasu, Nanai, but Papaliki's right up there. So he's got no complaints about having a fast back rower there. He didn't do anything. We, like, I don't want to keep repeating myself. We had enough ball for three games guys, to win three games. So I don't think he's the answer. And this is why it's ridiculous to say when we've only played one game. But my hot take, my roster of armor, whatever you want to call it, we have no chance in the world of playing finals if Luke Brooks is our halfback. It's just that simple. And I want Luke Brooks to prove me wrong. But statistically, I've got 10 years of evidence to prove that I'm right. And, you know, you kind of, I thought maybe Clarkie was being a bit harsh last Wednesday night about his fate, saying that Luke Brooks is the common denominator. The penny dropped with me yesterday. I just, I was so deflated, guys. I really think we've got a fake squad. There's no reason why we should not be playing finals this year, except for the fact that I know whoever is making the decision does not want to be embarrassed because Luke Brooks was being sought after by the Newcastle Knights. He wanted to leave. The Knights were begging for him, and we've decided to keep him on seven digits. Okay, so if we play this bloke in reserve grade and promote Waken, who's on a one-year contract, and he shines and we do well, even though we'll all be happy that we're doing well, whoever decided to keep Brooks is going to look like an absolute idiot. Okay, or idiot if it's plural. Okay, so... That's why I, I just don't have any hope because our club has been so stubborn and it's not just Sheens or Benji, it's Madge, it's Ivan. Like Ivan backed Brooks. Ivan said Brooks is better than Moses. And we, you know, we've seen what Brooks has done and now we're trying to get Moses back for 1.25 million a year. So we don't know where we're coming or going and it's the most important position on, on the paddock. And we will answer questions later, but I absolutely think it's laughable that Coruscant was on the bench yesterday. I don't care how shit his car was. I do not care how bad it is. You start your captain and the best player in the team, the man that's going to change the fortunes of this club, the man you're going to build your attack around, you start him, and if he's feeling good, 
okay, and you don't want to push it, take him off 10 minutes before half time. I thought Jake Simpson played really well yesterday, but take him off, let Jake take the game to the 60th minute mark, and then let Appy finish the game, not the other way around. And Tinchini said in a post match press conference yesterday, I'm not going to rush Bateman back, you know, if Sean doesn't play. Bullshit. There, there's, there's a lie two ways there. One, he's definitely going to rush Bateman in, or two, Bateman's injured. Either way, the club is lying about John Bateman. Okay, he will either play or he's injured. And the other thing I will say, if Tim Sheens is claiming, you know, we don't want we don't want to ruin a person over, like we've got him for three or four years, we're not going to rush anyone. Well, we played plenty yesterday for 53 minutes straight. You know, we, we've, we've played other guys. We, like, we want to win, guys. It's not about just winning. Now, this was a four-point game. This is a team that's going to be vying in the finals with us. And we lost at our home ground. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this loss partially because I left, I left the ground feeling like how I left when we lost New Zealand in the 2011 semi-finals. I, I, my, my hopes felt crushed. And I want to apologise to anyone that I gave hope out there for and pumped up the tyres of the West Tigers and said, this is going to be different. We're going to win some games. We're not going to play finals. We're going to win more than four games. And, and I'm sure there'll be a time where we look good. But as Brennan alluded to, if we do win two in a row, you guarantee we're not going to win the third in a row when we're, you know, six points favourites or whatever the case may be. So, anyway, I'm going to hand That's it back to you, Josh, and we'll see where you are. I've muted, muted your one anyway. Sounds sounds good. Okay, we're back. Man, that rant. I was Mikey. listening to your rant. That deserved a good mic. So yeah. I'm proud that I didn't swear. I'm, and I told, I, told Brendan, I told Brendan before we got here, I said, if I'm not constructive, shut me up. Okay, whatever I'm saying, I'm trying to back up with with a point, just in case you know one of the guys from the club is listening or anything like that. But how, how they've stuck with Luke Brooks, I know it's his first game back. I, I accept all that. Nothing's changed, guys. He, he just runs around like a headless chook, and 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 the club has always been scared that he's going to succeed elsewhere. And you know, Brennan again, we, we said a lot of good points last night that we should be mentioning tonight. Brennan made the point where. Brooksy's got the speed to get outside a man. And the times that he did yesterday where he created a three-on-two, he called the next, like, his centre back inside him. He ran himself out of he, space. He ran, yeah. he ran himself out of space and, and turned someone back inside right. him. Like, it's, you know, like, how do you teach that to someone after 10 years? How do you change that mentality? He's had, he's had the whole off-season with one of the greatest passes of the ball in the history of the game in Benji and that can create space out of nothing. And nothing's changed, guys. And, and that's... Luke Brooks is the reason we will not play finals. And so if we bite the bullet on Luke Brooks, things will change. But yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still really hurting from yesterday. As yeah, no, you get the headphones on as that was it'll play through there. Uh, we're going good. I mean, you guys are absolutely yeah. killing it in terms of West Tiger stuff. If only our fucking technology would keep up with it. Um and add there. Um, oh, no, just just uh, maybe a bit more of a humour comment. Uh, you guys were talking about a tweet where if we had Mitch Moses, would we have won? I was thinking the same. We had Benji Marshall on the field last night. We would have won. So, yeah. Like, honestly, like, like, like that. Yeah, yeah. That was where we, we, yeah, <laughs> we, we actually disagreed. Like, I, I mean, we agreed, but disagreed, I guess, in the sense of I, I thought Luke Brooks initially created the, the space and opportunities and then he ran himself out of it. So, yes, technically he did butcher a few chances. But that's that's the thing that I was saying earlier. I think the style we're playing actually suits Luke Brooks. And it goes back to your point about building a team around Luke Brooks and a style, you know, with a coach that is going to promote his attacking style. 
Um, but yeah, unfortunately, we, we can't control what decisions he makes and we can't be inside his head. So that's just the one part that unfortunately has been missing for a long time. So yeah, he's just got to pick that right pass. And, and like Dad said as well, our biggest weapon is now standing right next to him. So he, he's got to use it properly. I was saying this to Dad as well, and I'm not sure if we'll get into it, but if, if Papali is on that right edge with, with Adam, I think we do a lot more damage. And we've always chopped and changed. But when, when we had Luchan Ghana, I can't remember how many times those guys switched from left and right. So so we could always do it. Just in case, like if Bateman comes back, so we could always yeah. switch Isaiah back to the left. You yeah. know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, it's just... It's but that's thing. I, I think the, the thought behind that was Bateman's going to be on the right. He played right, I think, when he was at Canberra. And also, I think Sean Bloor's one of the best defenders we've got. So he probably wanted him to shore up that right edge because I think Adam's a bit more of a liability than Brooksy in defence. But... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on him. He's he's got, like I said, our, our biggest weapon is standing right next to him. So hopefully he sorts it out. Right, Patreon doc. Sorry, guys. no gas. Before we get to the Patreon questions, I'm just like looking at the internet connection. Going, like, yeah, <laughs> um, stay stay on, stay on. One thing that hasn't going. been touched on yet is the fact that um, I was wondering who was going to lead us out onto the field at the start of the game. Would that be on the bench? And it ended up being Adam Dwayne. So I think that answers our question of who the vice captain is. Yeah. Um, which I think makes a lot of the fans happy in that regard as well because we all wanted yeah. Adam to be the captain and it seems that if Appy is off the field that he has, that he will take the reins. But did you notice when Adam was taking the conversion for the lorry try, there was no talk going on amongst the rest of the group. Someone needed to be talking in that group and, and revving him up and saying, this is what we've got to do. We've got X amount of time left. This is what we're going to do next hit up. And everyone, I, I don't know, I, I just felt like, in a, in a, I don't know, the boys were dazed from that 12-2 scoreline from early in the first mm. half. Like the first thing I did when there was like 10 seconds left in the first half, I don't know if Josh, if you remember it, I got off my seat, I walked down to the edge of the grandstand, and I want to make sure that I was screaming and clapping for these boys. Mm. Come on, boys, you got 40 minutes left in the second half. And I started trying to get a clap going because I know that our grandstand's famous for booing. Yeah. Okay, so I just wanted to, like, get some encouragement going, but their heads were down, guys. Their heads were down as a collective. Mike, we've got a Patreon, Joey Lulash. I was going to say Lulash. I was going to say that right. Uh, in our Patreon, has got a question that kind of hits on that a little bit. So okay. a bit of a good segue. Patreon.com forward slash Westlife. Help support the show. Help us get a better fucking internet connection. Three dollars a month, <laughs> access to our Discord, take part in the show. To be fair, it's um, snap printing. They great. They do great printing. Obviously, you got some good editing going on. Yeah. yeah. Too. Um, no, you guys were killing. It. I could hear you guys talking. You might. I mean, it was. It sounded like a fax machine. We we're talking about before, but uh, you guys, you guys were killing it. So um, I think I think we're okay. We still still got seventy people tuning in. We didn't really. Uh, lose that many. So we really, really appreciate everyone kicking on with us. Uh, yeah, if you want access to our Discord, take part in the show, exclusive content, like they got the Clarky interview a day early when we pre-record and that sort of thing. And we've got just such a good community in the Discord. Yeah, now, know, I, as I, I a start of the tipping comp, um, there's Supercoach channel talking about all that stuff that you're pretty big on as. So... Um, Comes you on the Pretty fun. big on, but bad at. <laughs> Lost both my round one. Ah, it's all fun. It's all fun. And yes, yeah, it's it's a better. I would say it's a better version of Twitter. It's what Twitter should be. It's just I, I spent there's about disagreements, 10 minutes catching, catching up after we got back yeah. from the game, Josh. Like reading everyone's yeah. comments, and, and honestly, they're not they're not just intelligent comments. Actually, like quite funny. Yeah. 
funny comments because I, I think you have to have a sense of humor to be a West Tiger supporter. You actually really do. And and I know like, you know, the staff at the West Tigers, you know, like the, the guys in the head office and even even the coaching staff and, you know, Sheens and Benji and Robbie, they'd be all laughing at us. But the one thing they've got that we don't is they've got control over what can happen. And when we don't as fans, and un- unless you're a true fan and understand the 12 years of frustration, mm. you won't get it. Even, even though Benji and Robbie bled for the club, they had the chance to change results. We don't. Like, and that, that's what's just so effing frustrating. Like, I just want to, I want to believe, I want to have hope. And I, I had a, personally, for me, I'm not saying everyone did, but for me, a lot of my belief was squashed yesterday. All right, so Joey Lulash, he, a couple of good questions here. He said, has Leichhardt Oval lost its fear factor? As uh, you were there with us yesterday, do you, do you think the Leichhardt factor isn't a bit as big a factor as it used to be? It felt like we'd always win there. It is our highest. I did look it up over the weekend. It is by far our highest winning percentage in, t- in the franchise history. Yeah, it, do, it does feel like teams don't fear coming to Leichhardt Oval as much as they used to anymore. Um, the atmosphere, I still believe it's probably one of the best atmospheres in the comp. Um, from my seat, my member's seat, I'm, what, six rows away from the fence. And even from where I'm sitting, I can see where the ground from, like, the bottom of the fence line arches up towards the field so that the players look like they're at roughly the same height as where I'm sitting. And then you've got the hill on the other side, and the hill was absolutely packed um, yesterday. And we had, what was it, nearly 15,000 15 and a half, yeah. Yeah, in the game. And the atmosphere is amazing. The atmosphere is electric. There was no booing this time, which was a nice change. But, yeah, it does seem like the teams don't, aren't that scared of coming to play us anymore. I, I think it was one of the season openings. It might have been the last year that, um, Jonathan Thurston was in the comp where at the season opener, he was asked, what ground do you not like going to play at the most? Mm. His answer was Leichhardt. Because he never won there. Yeah, he, he never won there. Um, maybe that's also because of the fan that was um, a viral sensation yeah. for calling him Thurston. Thurston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think just he played against us in an era too where I think Robbie and Benji, they, they lifted even more. You're nodding your head there. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I was just going to say it's, it's one of those grounds for me growing up where I didn't, even when we were successful there, it never felt like teams feared us so much as that magic could happen there. Like, it just felt like yeah, no matter what the score was, and obviously we had a team back then that was, you know, we scored a lot of points, so we were never out of the game. But, yeah, I'd like to still think it has that sort of factor about it. Like, I, I didn't like how the game was going yesterday, but I still had hope that we're at Leichhardt and we're going to throw the ball around and, you know, it was Sheenzy's team's back, but um, yeah, I definitely don't think teams fear it so much as maybe you know something magical can happen. Like, I think mean, my, my best memory there is is when we went to that that rainy game at game. Campbelltown against the Cowboys. Yeah, I was at that one too. Um, so yeah, it just yeah, I still think it has that factor where you think anything can happen, but I certainly don't think teams fear us, mate. Yeah, I, I don't think we've ever been feared there, guys. I, I'm going to totally disagree with you guys. I, even when we've played well, I don't think it's about other teams fearing us. What what I think the magic of Leichhardt has been is our team's lift for our crowd when we're there. And we've lost eight out of our last 11 games there. So obviously the aura is gone. And to me, yesterday was probably the second biggest game out of those 11 
take, taking away from the Cronulla last round in 2019 yeah, to, make we, the to make the finals. And gee, even the atmosphere that day, like if you were just standing on Mary Street, you got goosebumps. Like there were thousands lined up. And I, I just think we've lost, like our players have lost the art of lifting for that team. Like even though Penrith had seven or eight guys out during origin period a few years ago, a couple of years ago, that night at Leichhardt was still magical for me. Like the crowd just wanted blood and I think that's what it is. So for me, I don't think there's ever been a fear factor. And if, as I go, I show my age again, if you go back to the seventies and the eighties, we used to play a midweek comp there on a Wednesday night, which had a million different names from Amco Cup to KB Cup to now whatever. I'm so so teams are always used to playing there, but just for, for Balmain uh, players and then West Tigers players, there's something special about the place and they used to lift. Just a comment, uh, Chris asking, how do you join Discord? Uh, just check your Patreon membership, mate. I send, and when you sign up, I send you, uh, it's a link that expires uh, in 24 hours or something. But, but basically, I send you a link uh, when you join. So maybe check your email. Sometimes it passes on your messages to your email. So once you join up to Patreon, I'm pretty good. I get a notification through. I check it every, like, every day a few times and I send through a link. And bang, Bob's your uncle. Uh, you're in uh, into the Patreon. Speaking of which, next question. Let's go to Tiger twenty four seven. He said, "What do we think of the late changes to the side, like starting Simpkin over Appy? I think we're pretty much hammered." We on that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Well, Aaron, do you want to start on that? Um, I don't think it was the right decision in hindsight, but as they say, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Um, I get why the club made the decision to bench him. Um, Please do tell. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it was more to do with the fact that he and Joffa were both benched to start the game because they didn't get a run in the trials and they, they played forwards, which, are, which can be demanding positions. So I think that's the reason why they did it. Um, I could understand it at the time. I didn't necessarily agree with it. I agree with what Rob said before about starting him and then letting him go until 30 minutes if he's starting to get a little bit cooked and then take him off and bring him back on for the last 20. Um, because Jakey Simpkin, his first stint to me was pretty darn good. And then Abby came on, did what he was doing, and then Jake came on to finish the game. And I feel like we were lacking a lot of creativity in Jakey's second stint. Because um, the forwards were still getting him down the field, but Agreed. he still wasn't—he wasn't able to create the opportunities that we needed to create when we were still trailing by eight, ten, twelve points. Yeah, no, I—that—that's th the thing for me. I mean, you're not wrong about the calf injury, but my issue with it is, you see teams carry two hookers all the time, and forget the fact that the principle is just to start the best one and finish with him. Like Appy played forty-eight or forty-nine minutes anyway. Like he got through enough where I think they could have done it in two stints and finished the game. So I don't understand it. Like, for example, if it was the calf, I don't know why he played that many minutes then. That, that was my thing. And like you said, I, Jake was really good at the start, so maybe it wouldn't have changed much about the result. But unfortunately, we did have all the possession when Appy was off. And then, you know, when we're down by 12 and we need some points, we just spoke about, you know, the aura of Leichhardt Oval and a bit of magic, and our magic man's on the bench. Like, we needed points. Yeah. And I get that they didn't want to play him more than the minutes they did, but that was my issue. If he played 30 minutes, I would have had no issue with him coming off the bench. But the fact that he got through nearly 50 minutes anyway, I just think that's a pretty easy like 25-25 split. 
He gets the start of the game when we had all the ball, and then he finishes the most important part. And and that's what most teams do anyway. So I didn't understand it. The Joffa thing I got no problem with. Um, I think Torsey was, was pretty good anyway. No problems with that. But, yeah, I, I couldn't – I was baffled by it. I, I was really disappointed. Yeah, look, I, I think the fact that, you know, we, we're getting excuses about the calf injury, yet we played Luke Brooks without a trial. So we, we're getting mixed messages from the club. You know, we, we're not going to play mm, Bateman. He never, never played Bateman because – and Bateman's fit, but we're not playing Bateman because we've got him for three or four years. Well, Luke didn't play a trial either, and we rushed him in and, and Wakem played fantastically well against Canberra. So I'm, I'm with you on Appy. I've really got uh, nothing more to add there. But all, all I will add is with the amount of possession we had in that first half, if Appy's on the field fresh and – Showing the composure that we needed at times, I think we would have, you know, if we had a 12-point lead, that might have changed the whole, you know, game. Because not only were the boys down when it was 12-2, it took the air out of the crowd. The crowd went from boisterous to just pretty subdued. Yep. So sure. I, I just think it was a bad call. And I 100% agree with you, Aaron. It's easy in retrospect to say what, you know, what we should have done. If we'd have won, we wouldn't be complaining about it. They're saying that Penrith did it for, what, the last six to eight weeks of last year. They're Penrith. They won the comp. We're the West Tigers. We came last. We've pinned our hopes on this guy. Sheens has talked him up to being almost as good as Farah. Haven't seen a hooker like him since Farah, et cetera, et cetera. If he's that good, get him out there, guys. If, if our coaching staff didn't realise the importance of the first game or they were arrogant enough to think we're going to beat the cow, uh, the Titans, sorry, regardless, then that's a, that's another, you know, cross against our coaching staff. And, and just quickly as well, like like my issue with it as well, like I said, with the minutes he got through, like, do you think if we, do you think if we were tied, he they would have subbed him in the 68th or 69th minute? Like that? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that was conceding defeat. To that, me. That's the thing though. Yeah. So he, he would have got like that's what I'm saying. If we were in the game and it, and it was tied, the, the yeah. guy's going to play 60 minutes regardless. I think he just wasted an inner chat. Or like, what was Simkin going to do if if we did make a charge and we needed that yeah. field at the end of the game? Like, I just, like, was there a plan to play Simkin at lock if we were in the lead? I have no clue. I, I didn't. I didn't like it at all. Brendan, you mentioned twelve before, um, and I had a question that I don't think was asked at all. And I was wondering, do you, does it? Did it look like we were playing three props um, with twelve at thirteen? Can I ask the next question? Because the next question is literally, are we trying too hard to get twelve a try from Joey yeah, as well? Works. So, <laughs> I, I think we are. I mean, the guy played over sixty-five minutes yesterday before getting subbed. I thought twelve was outstanding. Uh, and, and look, there were a lot of guys that played really well yesterday individually but as a collective it was just a dog's breakfast for me a lot a lot, lot of errors but yeah Twally was great um and we've always said Twally's not an impact player uh Twally should be starting a game the thing is though I don't know if you noticed in the first half Twally did like a really good offload yeah. as well like things we haven't seen from him before he did he did look uh, a little bit lost when you know we did a little bit of second phase footy and he got kind of caught out with the ball wide when it probably needed to go to Adam but yeah, look, he, he played really well, and he's he's not what we call the ideal lock, but I can't knock his effort yesterday. To answer that question, though, he, he definitely did look like we were trying to force him a try. I mean, yeah. I, that's the thing. I, I spoke about it at the start of, of the show. I felt like he had more red zone touches than Dane Laurie. Like, <laughs> like that's, that's, that's true. Ridiculous. He probably did. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I felt like I he touched the ball up, and like, inside right. of 10 metres. No one touched the ball more. Like, And that's not a knock on tour. I'd love for him to get over, but... Yeah. Winning's more important. What is that? Like, I, I didn't understand it. You're right. There were a few crash balls to him, weren't there? Like, I, I get we're trying to go through the forwards and do two passes through the props and get it out wide, but 
that's the thing. Like maybe what maybe our best strike weapon after Adam is is Dane, and he didn't see the ball in the red zone, but Alex Hall saw it a million times. Yeah, for they sure. Just need to let him score organically. Just let the try come whenever. <laughs> just put a grubber through for him. <laughs> I reckon. Or, or just I don't know, an older gets to a grubber, or do you reckon? Just, he yeah, that's goal. the thing. They do do the old fashioned. Uh, Robbie Farrow just sneak out on fifth tackle, knock one past the post, and hope he dives on it. Or just under seven style, like time makes a break. No one's back there, and just wait till Twally catches up, and then yeah. pass it off. And and and, 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 and on Fox League, he doesn't want to do that. No, uh, in the second the fan last week, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus for a stat, but you you do realise that Adam Glahey's try, Adam Dewey's try <laughs> yesterday was a Twally try assist. Yeah, well, it was, it was his Would that be his that first was, try assist ever? I'd say it probably would have to be. Yeah, so yeah, maybe an offload. So we are getting yeah. somewhere. But if he gets as many touches next week as this week, we could almost run him as a decoy because they're just going to like try and stop him scoring a try and mm. next yeah. man out of school. Yeah, I thought someone mentioned the comments too. I thought Steph wasn't running it off the back fence. Enough. Well, he, well. he looked gassed after about yeah. ten minutes. Well, that if, do we want to do we want to touch on to Steph because I talked sure. him up into playing yeah. Origin and I just I just think it was clearly his worst game yeah. that I've ever seen. Mm. Yeah, and and just quickly, I think you mentioned earlier, Josh, you, when we were talking about Tommy Talao about that first try. You watched that try as soon as Isaac Liu gets the ball first receiver, he gets on the outside of Stefano, and he just turns around like he knows he's beat. And yeah, I know maybe Tommy Talao was the, the final man to be beaten there, but you rewatch that try, and that's yeah. on Stefano. It didn't show and, very and well. It drags everyone in. They they could have scored to whoever they threw it to. They want okay. to score. Sorry, Tom. Yeah. Um, basically, we're out of questions. Only will question for the pod. Why do I always get my hopes up? Am I an idiot? Ben replied, we are all idiots. And then Brendo, uh, he wrote back, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. We're all at least a bit insane. And then Tiger 24-7 said, membership should come with a free psychiatric assessment. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, what, as much as we hate to see the Roosters, oh, sorry, we, we love seeing the Roosters lose, okay, but wasn't it kind of depressing that First game ever, the Dolphins smashed the Roosters, and we've beaten them once in like eleven years. Yeah, so yeah, they they they've been yeah. I, I was saying to some mates last night, you know, I said, look, guys, I said we came sixteenth and last last year, it can't get any worse. And now I'm thinking, you know, what could happen? Like we look, we always said if we win the first couple of games, confidence is going to be high with everyone. I I fear the opposite now. I fear if we lose to Newcastle, then it's going to be really hard to. to it's it's going to take a bit of work to get there. And the rest of the rest of the round set up our game beautifully. The Roosters lost. The Panthers lost. The Eels lost. We just couldn't get a perfect weekend, could we? Like, had to be ruined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like all those other Sydney teams that we really don't like, copped L's. It was set up beautifully for us to get the win, be up there in the top eight ahead of all of them. We just couldn't do it. Yeah. Shout out to our Patreon members for sending those questions in. Uh, I made a little graphic for you guys. So there you are, all your names up on the screen now have a look for it take a photo take a screenshot and now on to next episode uh on wednesday evening previewing the knights game uh special guest i think i'm looking forward to this one don't know about you boys so ben uh known as simpson underscore nrl so he does simpsons nrl memes he's a big knights fan he reached out he said he would come on the show to preview the knights show so prepare yourself or Simpsons quotes. Were you allowed to watch Simpsons when you were a kid? Yeah, I watched it more so from uh, from my grandfather, though. Okay. Not, not, not my parents. <laughs> my father-in-law. So. 
Yeah. So. My wife wasn't allowed to, so I say references all the time. Neither was I. Yeah. No, I was watching Chucky when I was six. So I was I Chucky. Was yeah, I was scared as a child. God, who are you? No, who are you raised yeah, by? My my uh, my father-in-law just <laughs> did not care. Chucky, wow. Anything. I said the other day, just to go on a rant before we finish, uh, talk about kids' shows. My parents let me watch Strip Tease with Demi oh, yeah. Moore. Yeah. That movie, I looked it up. That movie came out, I think, in '97, yeah, and the, like it was on video. I reckon I was nine. So uh, shouts to my late mum for letting me watch Strip Tease <laughs> with Demi Moore in the mid to late 90s right when we get on tangents that that means you know we're towards the end of the show thank you to uh everyone who's stuck by through all the yeah the what 80 minutes we did 80 minutes so basically we played for 80 minutes the team didn't i guess that the audio quality was kind of like the titans scoring a try yeah but um I'll, i'll edit some of that out for the audio version so really appreciate everyone sticking by anyone else got anything before i hit the finish button no i just i just want to say like as you should all be doing guys just make up your own mind about how how you look at your team and how you support your team what we say is just what we feel i don't claim to be right about anything i say i don't think any of us do but i'm just super frustrated because i've got really high hopes this year and and, and, you know, I, I do say this slightly in jest, but I'm already at the stage where we're mathematically capable of making the finals. <laughs> After round one, that's kind of how I feel now. Where normally that comes in with about eight or nine weeks left. So, yeah, just, just feeling really deflated. I'll, I'll get my mojo back hopefully by the end of the week. I might even beg Josh to give me my ticket back for yeah. just for Sunday. And, it's there. And, and get it's, back there's, a so, yeah, there's a seat there. There's a seat there for you. Take my wife's I, seat. I, I, need, I need this team. I need the coaches. I need everyone to go show us something a bit more than that i know it's going to take time but i i could have lived with a loss with a bit better execution i just could not live with the loss the way we lost that game and yeah. the amount of possession and can't complain about the refereeing much or anything like everything went our way and we still lost so i've always been a sore loser and i will continue to be a sore loser and yeah it, it is what it is and uh apologies uh to any luke brooks family members i hope he has a nice life in new south Wales cup <laughs> okay good way to finish uh right as always boys let's we can do it all in the same room audio quality is good go the tigers go the tigers thanks for listening to another episode of the west life podcast please follow us at west life pod on instagram and twitter and facebook.com forward slash west life pod you can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash west life and give us a subscribe on youtube and turn notifications on we'll see you again next time on another episode of the west life podcast